welcome back, X's and T podcast fans. You guys, I'm really excited to be back. You know who it is. If you're new here, hi, thank you for coming. I am Danny, and I was in an MLM cult for three years. I was in a DV relationship, and I am a survivor of a narcissistic parent. Um, this podcast is to talk about these things. You know, I, I don't know a whole lot of podcasts that are talking about trauma the way that we do here. Um, so I'm going to offer a trigger warning at the very beginning of this episode, because we are going to get pretty deep today. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to have survivors come on this podcast and share their experiences and their stories, whether they were in an MLM cult like Amway, or they were in a DV relationship or had experienced trauma as a child, or even to spread awareness about their um, mental health. So with that being said, these are all things that are based on personal experiences and personal opinions and if we do mention any large corporations, which we will, okay, <laughs> it's again, um, I do have beef beef with, with Worldwide Dream Builders and all of the various lines of affiliation, as well as the Amway Corporation, but I'm not here to defame them. If you guys want to join, hey, great, good for you. I would say proceed with caution, but listen to some of these stories, you guys, it's, it's wild. Um, so I have a guest with me today who is somebody that I have had here before, somebody that I've known for quite some time. And I'm really excited because she is not the person I would have expected to say this to me. But you guys, Amway tried to get Kelly at one point in her life. <laughs> and I didn't know this until recently. So welcome back, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming back. Hi. I'm so happy to be back. It's exciting. Um, you it guys is. can't see it right now, but Kelly is stabbing a pumpkin right now, as one does <laughs> for therapy reasons. <laughs> stabbing a pumpkin. I'm carving pumpkins, but yes, I'm at the stabbing process first. You have had so many different things that you've wanted to talk about. And oddly enough, these are two things that I promise you they do coincide with each other in one way. So we'll all kind of bring it back full circle. Um, but you went through trauma as a child. You wanted to share your story with that. But then also as an adult, you had been kind of like, they, like it was an, 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 an attempted grooming, I think would be the best way to say it. Like an attempted grooming yeah. by an Ambot, somebody who was in Amway trying to get you into Amway. And one of the things we were talking about is how when you're groomed as a child, it could very easily lead you into a cult like Amway. Thankfully, you guys, Kelly did not get into Amway. Heck but, no. but when it comes to sharing your story with what had happened to you when you were younger, um, I know how important that is for you. So you start wherever you want to. Gee, should we start? Do you want me to start with the Amway story? Because it is kind of funny. Um, yeah, let's start with something lighthearted. <laughs> so... So in adulthood, like we talked about, somebody from Amway tried to get you. I am yeah. so curious. How did this go? Was this a couple that you guys already knew ahead of time? Like, how did you find these people and how did they find you? So at the time I was married and it was one of um, their friends that they were previously employed with. And um, it was a couple and I absolutely love the wife um and um at this time I had never met them knew nothing about them literally like anyways they reached he I think the male reached out and wanted to have dinner with us 
and basically pitch us Amway. And it was so awkward because like they came over to our house, we cooked dinner, which we didn't normally do. But it was kind of like, I was excited because I'm like, oh, like adult friends, yay, a couple friends. Um, and it was totally like a business meeting. Like they came in business attire. That's crazy. Did you expect that? Like, were you guys dressed in business attire as well? No. <laughs> oh gosh, the awkward already. I would imagine, and maybe this is not right, but did they pitch this to your partner at the time? Like, was that something that they had spoken about ahead of time before they came to your house? I think so, but I think it was more like a casual thing that at least that I had in mind, but I wasn't, you know, I, yeah, we did know it was going to happen, but I remember thinking it was going to be more of a casual thing. Got it. Yeah. But that makes yeah. sense. Cause that's how they pitch it. Right. You, they, and it's called dropping the message. They drop the message in a very, very subtle way. And that's where we kind of get into that attempted grooming. I say attempted because you didn't actually get into Amway, but it was a, an adult couple who sought out a a couple like you guys who at the time were successful not that you're not successful now but you know your partner at the time had a successful job this is what they did you guys were looking basically for something to do and you guys had that motivation and and obviously they saw that so and they were looking for a couple to add to their team to build and grow with and made it seem like it was going to be this like family experience and just like take over your whole life and yeah wild <laughs> which is crazy because now like okay I'm, I'm gonna get to this question in a minute but so when they're at your house they're dressed in business attire you guys are casual you are not expecting what they are bringing to the table if you will I mean like physically bringing to the table how was this for you what was going through your head um it was kind of awkward because it was very much like a business meeting which I had not attended like business meetings like that as an adult and um it was very sales pitchy and just it didn't feel like genuine friendship yet that was the way it was making it feel and it was kind of, it was great because I connected with the wife and the wife and I are still really good friends now and they are not in it any longer. Um, but like, it was so, um, what's the right word? Like showmanship, like it's just a show. Like it's a facade yeah. that they're putting on, like it's, very presentation like that's what matters yeah and you put this much money in monthly and you just buy your stuff from this website and you just you're gonna make your money back and none of it made sense to me none of it made sense yeah it doesn't make sense <laughs> it really doesn't when you think about it because they are very slick but it sounds like the couple who and the time period too what what year would you say this was I think it was 10 to 12 years ago now 
Okay. So early 2000, maybe like 2010s, maybe like 2010 through to 2012, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So during that time too, everything was so different than it is now, at least with, with, and, and of course we don't know which tools business they were a part of, as we know, they definitely were, were, were part of one. Um, but the, the way that they came at you guys is really interesting. Was your partner at the time at all interested in this and, and did they have a different perspective? Oh, they were ready to sign up. Like it was so like, um, like, I, like they wanted to join the club and it seemed like it was going to be like this big badass club that you join type thing. And they were ready to do it. The only thing was it was going to cost so much dang money yeah, to join that it was like, we had to plan for the money. And of course they were like, don't buy Starbucks for so many days and then you can get it. Save That's your money what... this way. Yeah. <laughs> Silly ideas that yes, you can save money that way, but like, and then they pitched like, oh, you'll save all the money if you buy your groceries through the website and that'll pay you back. And like, you can pay yourself back and all these like weird things that did not make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Did they ever get you guys into like a big, like a, like a conference of any type? Um, I think we did go to one, um, and it was like a, just like a local meeting. Yeah. And it almost reminded me of church, like where you like get up and like you do like the like chants or songs or something. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> oh, I bet. Cause you're walking into a room where I'm sure so many people were wearing business suits. They're all cheering and hollering for who knows what. And yep. there's some big guy on stage that they're acting as if, they're like a god it's it is weird it is so weird wow that's funny it, yeah and I, I don't remember like any of the business pitches or like the major details because I was just so like put off yeah during the whole thing and it nothing made sense to me yeah. But at the time I was in another MLM. So I understood like the value of being able to work from home and make money that way. We don't but, have to yeah. say which MLM it is, but how do you feel about yeah. MLMs now in modern day? <clears throat> I think they're a dying breed and that they, they, they definitely need, need to, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy because when they were, when they were like first, I mean, I know MLMs have been around for a long time, but they were really starting to pop off in the early two thousands. Like I remember girls that were graduating high school with at the same time as me, like they were doing, you know, various different MLMs that were like Sensi. They were doing, it works. They were doing, um, one that got shut down. I forgot what it was called. Jeunesse or something like, no, not, I don't remember what it was called, but there was a body by V or Vi or whatever, like so many are, uh, Mona V, Mona V, the wine looking, the juice in the wine bottles, the purses, Michi, Michi bags, bags. yeah, where you change out them, (laughs) yes, the, the dresses, the, just the leggings, the, what is it, fucking Lula, Lula Row, yeah, or there's um, so many. Yeah. Or the big one that everybody I swear did. 
uh beach body beach body i remember everybody isn't that still around yep oh yeah a lot of these still are and you look at all of these different things and during the time i don't think that they were as well known and people were not looking them at at them as the the alleged scam as you know a lot of us see it as today um and it's just so predatory and they really do prey on the this the work from home aspect they really target women like you can be a stay at home mom you can take like you don't have to go to work like you can take care of your home like it's crazy but women are the people that they're targeting um but at this time your partner's really excited what ultimately made you guys decide not to do it um we couldn't afford it we could not afford it wow so if you could do you think you guys would have been in yeah 100 wow. i think we would have i think i if we would have had the money in our bank account at that moment i think my ex would have signed up that night wow Wow. And now after all of the stories that you've heard about being in Amway, <laughs> how do you feel about having, how do you feel about it now? Um, I am so thankful and grateful that I did not have that experience under my belt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's mean, scary. I, I have my own MLM stories and like, they're not, they're not like that yeah amway is something different yeah isn't that crazy because you're right you do have many different mlm stories which you guys are really excited eventually we're gonna get to those but (laughs) i think that perspective is great because amway really is a one of a kind you know people are always talking about the the alleged scams that are coming from these products but you guys amway is a special fucking beast again i'm not trying to defame anybody my personal opinions here but you're talking about an organization that it's like two separate entities are here preying upon you. You have a tools organization, right? That they're like selling you on these business tools that are going to make you successful by selling the Amway products. And your life is getting sucked out of you because you have to dedicate your whole life to this cult, alleged cult, I guess I should say. And it really is a cult-like environment. And the reason why this kind of all ties in together is because it's not just this type of grooming that we're speaking on. And I, especially as somebody who was groomed when I was younger and Kelly and I have had this conversation many times. It's like when you're groomed, when you're younger, it can really set you up to end up in one of these types of organizations. And like you said, if you had the money, you would have absolutely been in it. You know, it's, uh, did you experience a lot of like love bombing? I know that you said now you guys get along with the, or you get along with, with the female in the situation, which is fantastic. But at the time, um, did you kind of see some of those traits? Oh yeah. 100%. I saw like, it was like favoritism. And then the moment that like, you're not giving them, um, what they would like from you, you're no longer the favorite and now you're annoying and bothering and um growing up with that in the background you still as my background I should say um you still thrive in that because that's what you know so you go back to it if that makes sense I guess not thrive in it but you go back to it because that is what you know yeah 
Yeah. So yeah, they definitely, um, yeah, that, that the male involved definitely, um, shows the favoritism while you're right in front of them, him trying when he's trying to get something from you. So yeah, like love bombing. In wow. a sense. And, but, um, kind of looking through it, do you, do you see any parallels between maybe some of the things you would experience? I know that they're, they seem so vastly different, but you can really kind of bring it all down to the same core aspects of it. Somebody's trying to get you to do something that ultimately isn't in the best interest, but they're going to, they're going to have you do it by them basically coercing you in a way to doing whatever this act is. And, and did you happen to see any of those types of parallels? Yeah. And some of the, the literature that they even recommend in the business aspect, because even, even though we didn't join, um, uh, we were, my ex was previously coworkers with the male. So, um, we still remain friends and stuff. And, um, learned about the literature and stuff because they were like, you know, this is still like good information and the books. So manipulative, such manipulative books. And it's, it's like basically how to manipulate people into getting what you want out of those people. And I just couldn't bring myself like to be that and do that. And yeah. Yeah. Bad stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we did a whole deep dive into Love and Respect, which is a book you had actually been familiar <laughs> with. Was it from the Amway couple? No. Oh, that's nope. good. No. That's <laughs> scary too, though. You know, either way, somebody introduced you with this book to, you know, try to repair something. And realistically, this book only makes things worse. God, if you guys have oh not gosh. listened. So bad. If you guys haven't listened already, Hope and I do a deep dive into this book, Love and Respect. I read this book and it was horrendous. I will never read it again. Um, but so bad. <laughs> it is. And and kind of, you know, when it when it comes to this thought process and and kind of understanding those parallels, was it kind of triggering for you to kind of look back and and think about the fact that somebody else was kind of even though it was towards something different, still trying to prey upon you. It was triggering. And I honestly, like, you know, when you're running from all your trauma, because you don't know how to, like, you're not mature enough, or you're just not there yet to like, actually unpack that baggage. Um, And in those moments, I was re-triggered. And I think that actually added a lot to what was happening in my life at those moments. Um, And I didn't know it. But looking back now, I'm like, oh, yeah, 100%. Because there was so many arguments on that, on about joining Amway and, like, the money and all that. And the thing is, is, those arguments weren't actually about that. It was about all the other things that had happened in my life that I was suppressing or bottling and it was coming out because I was re-triggered in that experience and with those people. Yeah. 
it's sad. And I'm so sorry that you had experienced that. And it's really unfortunate that there are, <laughs> there are just so many predatory people out there and nobody deserves to go through that. But especially as a trauma survivor, you're talking about all of these, these different things that are coming to your head and they're using the same tactics. Um, when, and I know that you were wanting to talk about, you know, some of the things you'd experienced when you were younger and, and, in that time frame, like how old were you during this time that you're wanting to talk about? And um, how did these events kind of change the whole direction of your life? Let's see. I would say um, it started when I was about 12. Um, and then I think I was 14 or 15, maybe when the actual events um, in person took place, but definitely, um, 12 or younger when, <clears throat> excuse me, I was online. So yeah, uh, trigger warning everyone. Cause it's pretty, it's yeah. It's some dark stuff. Um, so if you're not interested in dark snow, <laughs> um, <laughs> right? no, it, it's, it's, it is, it's going to get pretty dark. You guys, we're talking about childhood trauma. We're talking about sexual assault. We're talking about rape. We're talking about, um, you know, domestic abuse. And these are all topics that I know can be very challenging at some time. So if your mental space is not there, please feel free to go to another episode. Um, a lot of our episodes do get into some pretty heavy topics, but I do want to add a trigger warning specifically for this aspect of things. So go ahead, Kelly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so with my childhood um, trauma, I was sexually abused under the age of 18. Um, so when I was younger, um, I would get online and that is, we had so many computers in our household and I would get online and do the AOL chat and all the chat rooms, all the stuff. And of course I would lie and say I was 18 years old oh, and yeah. I grew up in California. So of course I had it easy, like ASL, 18 female Cali. Heck yeah. Let's I forgot go. about that. That's <laughs> funny. Everybody, I swear use California, but yours happened to be true. I could, I was legit, you guys. <laughs> um, so I had met um, a man and we ended up having an online relationship for, I honestly don't know how long. It was years, I'm sure. Um, and we literally, he told me he was 21. And, you know, I'm sure... Well, it was a lie, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I believed him and we had this online romance and, you know, we did the cyber sex, we did all the things and chatted and it, um, turned up and he would actually even mail me calling cards, like long distance calling cards. Wow. So number one, I gave him my address as well. Wow. <clears throat> Oops. <laughs> um, so we would even plan like when he would call or I would call him 
And so literally like I would have the phone in my hand ready to answer it. So my parents wouldn't hear it. And I would stay on the phone with him all night long instead of sleeping. Wow. And when you were on the phone with him, was there any part of you that like in his voice, did you have a suspicion that maybe he was a little older than he said he was? Nope. No freaking clue. And I honestly think I was so naive and so love bombed that I, I was in love. This man was amazing. He listened to me. He did all these amazing things. He bought me a Clydesdale horse. He was planning this life with me. Like all the amazing things you ever want to hear. Like this perfect dream world. Yeah, dream. They really will. And that's, again, another one of those parallels. I know that, again, I told you it's going to come full circle, you guys. When you're talking about organizations like like Amway all these different you know lines of affiliation they off they, they really do all of those things you're going to buy a, you're going to buy your dream house one day you want animals you're going to have all of the farm animals like your vacations as, yes your life will absolutely be perfect yeah yeah and then the sad reality kind of kicks in and i'm sure that's that's what happened next yep Um, so mind you, there's so many different, like wild things that this man told me that like looking at now as an adult, I'm like, that was a, that was a lie. Like there was no truth in that. Um, but as a child, I, you don't, you don't see that. You don't understand that. Okay. So then it came time that. Um, we were going to meet in person. And so he, at the time he lived in Arizona. And so he was going to drive from Arizona to California. And we made this plan and he was going to stay at the Motel 6 right by my house. Wow. Uh, right by your house. That's pretty much. Yeah. Is that the kind of scary one. to look back at? One. Like you were almost what down the street from your house and your parents had no idea. Literally, they could drive, if they drove on the freeway, they would have driven past where I was while it was happening. So I told my parents that I was staying at a friend's house for the weekend. Um, This friend took me to Motel 6 because him and I planned this and um he contacted her and made arrangements to have her drop me off and make it like this big surprise that I wouldn't know but I knew the whole time and she drops me off and tells me which room number to go into and go there and the lights are off open the door Lights are off. He's sitting on the end of the bed. Uh-huh. He is not 21. Um, he was a very old man. Hot belly. Um, short. 
gray hair, like not a good looking old man. And quite honestly looked kind of um, unhealthy, like sick almost maybe, but like Wow. just didn't take care of himself sick, you know? Yeah. I didn't have a cell phone. I had no way of telling anyone anything was wrong, nothing. And at that time, I accepted my fate that I was there for the weekend. It very quickly turned into, like, he wanted to give me a massage. And I had to get fully nude for that. And he gave me a massage and would rub in places. And then... the rape happened. Um, so after that weekend, um, he came out more and it led up to him living in my parents' house. Wow. Wow. Like, that's, you know, if you've never had this situation happen, it sounds wild. I also had a predator live in my home because my parent allowed them to rather than call the police. Um, somebody who was much, much older, that should have never been there. But because that was never thought about by them, it was fine. It was normalized. Um, when did you find out how old he actually was? Um, that first day, um, that first, the first meeting. Um, so after the, um, altercation, um, as what I'll call it, I guess for the podcast sake, uh, he got in the shower and I did not. And at that time I was, I was so scared, but I snooped in his wallet and he was born in 1955. Wow. Mind So, you, I am like what, 14, 15, maybe. so this guy's easily 30 to 40 years older than you. Mm Wow. -hmm. I think he was 45 at the time. Jeez. I could be remembering my math wrong, but yeah. E either way. Yeah. Wow. And Um, How did he come to live with you? Um, so my parents met him and don't ask me how I got away with that because like he clearly looked like an old man and acted like an old man and like there was no hiding it but my parents were so happy that he was helping me get my homework done which mind you we never did homework homework was go have um the hour at the motel and then we're gonna go to walmart and we're gonna buy um salads and maybe a treat of something else as well and then he's going to take me home never helped me with my homework Wow. um and so my parents just learned like Learn to love him and think that he was so helpful and helping me with school. And I was failing. I was failing high school. Um, Wow. so, um, 
I don't know how he convinced my parents to let him stay there, but he needed a place to stay. Um, and he ended up living in the living room of my parents' house, which mind you, the living room is right by the front door. So I can't even leave my house without walking by where he sleeps. Wow. Um, and later after he finally had moved out, um, we were getting letters from the court because he was behind on child support to someone. No way. Not even kidding you. Oh my God. Did you ever find out how old these kids were? No. Nope. Wow. So there was so much that this man, just not a good man. And literally he groomed me and spent the time just being the person to listen to me and literally like shaped like the whole narrative around me to keep me there. So right. And again, another one of those parallels, right? Where mm -hmm. you're, you're right. Oh God, it's so dark and sick, but it's, you know, someone like that, it is something very sinister um, for, you know, it's finance, it's your emotions, it's your full dedication to them. They isolate you from your families. They're, you know, discouraging you from taking in any outside sources and it really does have a level of narcissism as well, where you're being gaslit and they are the ones who take precedent. You are their sycophant, honestly. And it's, it's sad, but these are, these are parallels. You guys, these are things that if you've gone through it, you understand, and you can kind of see how some things just seem so glamorous, especially when it's going to take you especially when there's a promise to take you out of your current situation where you are miserable, they find those pain points. And it sounds like that's kind of what he did for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He definitely made it seem like a dream world, like is possible. And that I, yes, I may live in this sad reality, but there is someone out there that is, you know, my everything and is going to provide this beautiful life and be that person. And it was, it was a love story. It was a movie. It was a movie. It felt like a movie. Uh, that's scary. And yeah through this time, you know, you're like, you said, you couldn't even like leave your house without like he, there was always eyes on you. Yep. Um, that must've been really scary. And how, how did you cope? How did you make it through? Um, animals. <laughs> um, at the time I was in 4-H and FFA and, um, I had dogs and cats at home and we were, I mean, crazy people with the zoo at our house, but um, being able to have those animals and that unspoken, unconditional real love 
and understanding and care um, and being able to have the connection with them. That honestly, because um, I didn't mean all, all of my siblings as well were going through their own trap in our household and um, having those relationships. We were all, you know, fending for ourselves. So those relationships were not healthy. And today they are, but um, I didn't even have that to rely on. So um, also school, even though I was failing school, being able to go to school and have a normal school life, that was helpful. And I had so many friends in school and um, I don't think any of them knew this was happening. And there was even a time where I had cut off um, my body from my abuser. And um, he started going after one of my friends at school. Yeah. Wow. That's fucked up. And he was like going to hang out with her and stuff like that. And I, um, I told him, you can do whatever the hell you want to me, but you are not doing that to my friends or family. Wow. And it restarted the abuse. Wow. Yeah. He also moved my sister out of state. When my sister was moving out of state, he like helped her move and went and visited her and all that stuff. I have no idea if anything happened between them or anything, but like it's it's insane how infiltrated he became in my family if that makes sense yeah he took over he took your whole life yep wow that's devastating yeah when did you finally break free of this kind of prison that you were in it was at some point before I was 18 um and I don't remember what happened and he did move out and I don't I literally cannot recall what sparked it all um but I do know that he was messing up left and right like he was working for some of our friends and um he wasn't actually he was doing flower deliveries and he was throwing the the flower arrangements in the dumpster and faking the fit signatures um he worked at this horse place um out in Indio and he was supposed to check on horses like at night and stuff like that and just be like security and stuff because they were really expensive horses and stuff like that um I highly doubt he was doing the correct thing there as well I think he was slack a lacking so um I I I think what happened was basically his own thing scared him off because he is such a liar and can't be truthful that he had to keep running basically um, but I can't recall what caused him to actually get out and leave. But eventually it yeah. happened. What yeah. was, what was it like? Do you remember like when the moment that he stepped out and the moment that you were by yourself for the first time in what sounds like years? No, because I always felt he followed me no matter what. There was times where he would reach out to me on social media and tell me that my son was so adorable. Um, come to That's find out he was um friends with like my sister on social media so years later at one point it was actually right before thanksgiving many years ago now 
actually it was the same year that we tried to they did the thing for Amway with us oh, the meeting the parallels um, right um I had found out that my sister was still friends with him on social media and I decided I needed to tell my parents and because I needed my sister to remove him from social media or I'd have to remove my sister because at that point he was still trying to reach out to me and I needed him to not because it was, I couldn't heal from the trauma. I was so afraid because I felt he was watching me everywhere I went and that I could not live my life without him watching me. Wow. Um, That's scary. And so like that same year I called my parents and told my parents that my sister was still friends with him. And my mom was in shock and didn't have much to say. And my dad didn't really believe me. Um, And then after that, I went to, okay, here's one good thing about an MLM. Um, I went to a women's sexual abuse retreat for women who have been sexually abused under the age of 18. And it is funded by um, Unique Makeup. Okay. Okay. And it's their like um, nonprofit. Okay. And so for a week, I just had to fly out there. And for a week, I got to stay at this beautiful mansion cabin thing where there was no um, like cell service or anything like that. And there was a house phone, but um, just be away from the world and be with other women that have the same trauma background. And we learned um, about the different like therapies and things that we could do to heal ourselves and we did activities and it was great it was really great um but during that was my father's birthday as well and I called my father um for his birthday and when I called from the house phone he asked me you know where I was and I explained to him and when I told him because he did not understand why I was there he told me that's not what that was. Wow. That's horrendous. Yeah. And that's your parent. That is the person that you are supposed to feel protected by and, and to look up to and they're supposed to have your back a hundred percent. And this person like justified what was going on. That was my dad. That was my dad. That's a lot. I mean, shout out unique, you know, I do think that that, that in itself is a very, very good thing. So that I will not dog on. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And after you came home from this retreat, after hearing these words, like what was going through your mind and, and how did you even heal from those specific words? Honestly, it's been an ongoing journey. I, I was in counseling, I did a lot, and I was in a relationship that did not allow me to actually be myself, um, and I could not see that then, and therefore, I really could not do the healing that I needed to do, and so I did what I could through all of it, um, and now, now I've really actually been able to do more healing, and, and a lot of growing up and maturing in life has helped as well. Um, but a lot of self-care it's it's also amazing um having the connections with the people because that that has been the most healing yeah all the people that I've met along the way some of especially during that retreat there's one girl 
specifically um, that I met at that retreat that the moment we met, we stayed up all night talking the first night and instant best friends. Yeah. And like, you don't really make friends like that that often, you know? Yeah, true. Even to this day, if there's shit happening in either of our lives, we pick up the phone and it's like nothing was ever dropped. Yeah, Um, special. Yeah. And so those things have been the most healing. I mean, look at us. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Grocery store besties. (laughs) Yo, we have a whole ass journey, man. But but you're right. You're those, those people that you meet especially in that moment, you're right. Like those are the people who, who end up being some of the greatest people in your life. I actually met you while I was going through my own shit at the grocery store. (laughs) I mean, listen, when you have a favorite music artist and you're wearing their shirt on 4th of July and you see somebody else wearing the exact same shirt, you don't ignore it. That is the universe saying, I need to go talk to that person. Uh, I was also still kind of involved in Amway at that point. So I was still so used to talking to people. And that was my thought process. And I was never to get people into the business anymore. I was just very much like, that's how I did things. I still do. I still talk to everybody, but um you're such an extrovert it's obnoxious (laughs) I talk to everybody like and that's the I think that was kind of the hard part about leaving Amway or even being a part of it is like I just genuinely like people I like talking to people I like getting to know people's stories like that is a genuine thing that I love but Amway kind of stole that from me because it was like you have to have an ulterior motive but I love this story that you have where you went to this retreat and and it is still an ongoing healing journey, um, which I'm very proud of you for all of the healing that you've been able to do because the the amount of abuse that you've experienced in your life, I mean, we didn't even go through all of it um, nope. that I happen to know, right? That that I've seen you overcome is amazing. You know, you guys, who Kelly and I were a couple years ago is not <laughs> who Kelly and I are, are today. So in going through this, sorry, you guys, we laugh because like, it's, it's all we have at this point. Kelly's one of those other people who has a really fucked up sense of humor. Just like I do. It is a good time because what else are we going to do? Cry. And we've done plenty of that. I've done so much of that. Like, and, and honestly, that is very healing. Like cry when you feel the need to cry cry it out and don't stop crying until you are like until you are out of tears because that also that is healing yeah and you taught me that (laughs) yeah which is great um so kind of bringing it all full circle why is it that you find it so important to connect these two seemingly so different topics and I mean one you're getting to share your story but that was a really big thing for you was you really wanted to help people understand and, and kind of using that as uh, a means of, of bringing that communication forward. And so one of the things, which by the way, thank you, you are so kind and you've said such nice things about me and I appreciate that because thank you. Like seriously, thank you. Thank you. Um, one of the things that I have seen time and time again, and 
Um, I've realized that when I see things over and over and when I'm cheering them on, um, that is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and the thing that I have been stuck on lately is healing out loud. And for so many years, I was silenced and I wasn't necessarily silenced by my own thought process. I was conditioned to be silenced um, and to not speak. Um, and I don't want to do that anymore. I want to heal out loud and I don't care who hears my story or who has to say whatever they're going to say about my story. This is my truth and I'm not going to keep it a secret anymore. I think that healing out loud will help others heal as well, because I promise you, I'm not the only one with an outlandish story like this. I promise you there are so many other children who went through the same exact thing of meeting someone online just like I did and have a story just like I did and felt that it was their fault. Yeah. I was a child that was a grown ass man the whole time. Yeah. So I, um, I'm actually starting a podcast with my sister. Shout out. Um, we don't have a name for it yet, um, but we have a lot of childhood trauma that uh, even that we've inflicted upon each other because even in this. So the other thing that I didn't even mention was I tried to tell my sister that I was being abused by this man. And she looked me dead in the eyes and said, Oh, Kelly, stop begging for attention. Yikes. And that sounds so horrible between siblings, like between sure. anyone, right? Yeah. But we were all surviving in our childhood. So we yeah. were all so far gone in being children ourselves that it did seem like I was wanting attention. And that was also another time that I learned that I couldn't, I had to rely on myself. And I wasn't even 18. Yeah, that's so sad. I'm, I'm so sorry. But I also too understand like, especially when people, and I can't speak for your sister, but I, I can imagine that if you've gone through trauma and you don't recognize that you've gone through trauma, that seeing somebody else go through something maybe similar or something and you're not complaining, I could see kind of that perspective of like, well, I'm not complaining. Like, why are you kind of a situation? Is that kind of fair to say? Yeah. And it, it seemed like such an outlandish thing that I was making it up for attention. And the thing is, is um, I, I was a very curvy child. So I did get that kind of unwarranted, unwanted attention from males um, that there everyone thought I would use that for attention. Devastating. That is such a like horrendous thing. And I hate the fact that there was a generation that really thought that. Um, I have heard that as well um, from somebody that I know who was also abused as a child by a family member and the, just the pure gossip that went around and with similar remarks, it breaks my heart because like that person was just dying inside because of the trauma that they were experiencing. Those look so cool. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but the trauma inside was, was causing them this pain and, and yet nobody cared about the pain. It was more of like, what were they going to do for attention? And ugh, it's so gross. 
like I cannot speak to you enough how truly like disgusting that is. And, and now, you know, now that you're, you're still on your healing journey and you're overcoming things every single day. Why also do you think it's important to share your Amway story? I honestly think that people need to see that even though my story is not like all the other Amway stories that you're, you have, especially on your podcast, but it shows even the quiet abuse. It shows how they are trying to get anyone and everyone involved and how easy it looks. Yeah. That's a really good point. I really like that. And it's true. And, and kind of bringing it all full circle and, and comparing these two types of grooming, what are some things that you want others to be aware of, whether somebody's being groomed by another person for gratification of sinister types or into a cult? I mean, like you said, you draw, so you drew so many parallels and one was very, very triggering to the other. And I, um, Honestly, if it feels wrong, if your body is triggered, you'll know. And if you are so numb, you need healing now. Because there was so many times in my life that I was numb to it, numb to life because of the trauma that I had experienced and not healed from because I didn't know how or didn't know I needed to heal from but you will know when it is not okay. And it's not your fault if you do fall for it. And you're not the only one and it's okay. And if it feels wrong, leave. Get up and leave. (laughs) Yeah. And call a bestie because your bestie will help you like tell you if it's wrong or not. Like if you legit don't know because you're numb, they they will help you. How many times have you helped me in those situations? Same. For real, like <laughs> same. Um, no, you're right. And and one thing too that groomers will do is they'll tell you, and and this is very, very specific to cults, but groomers on the other sense, they'll do it too. They're like, don't tell anybody, but also mm. don't go looking, don't go look it up. Don't go do your research. Don't go talk to your family about it. Cause they won't like it. They will disagree with it. They will, you know, they don't want you to do this, but in all reality, your family and your best friends, I think Ashley, I released her episode, not to, um, or I guess at the time this comes out, she is a previous guest of ours. And she had said like, your family wants what's best for you. And the connection was made that if they want what's best for you, they would tell you to do something like Amway or to be in this type of relationship. And if your family, your best friends, people who want the absolute best for you, and they tell you like, hey, that's sketchy, that's not right, something doesn't feel right, it's because they care about you. It's not because they're trying to steal your dream or it's not their way of being, you know, a hater of a relationship or any type. Like, just be like, we just want you to be careful. It's a concern. They're they're bringing up a concern because they love and care about you. And my family is not healthy and they were even able to do that in other situations, clearly not in this situation with my abuser, but um, in other situations. Yeah, for sure. My parents, even though they're not healthy, are, were able to do that. And, um, your besties really are the people that will. And if they don't call you out on your BS, they're not your bestie. 
through that. It's true. Your bestie will hold you accountable just as much as they will be having the fun with you. It's true. Yeah. And sometimes we need that. And if somebody's out there, like, like you said, raising concern, think about who has been in your life longer, right? Think about who, you know, think about the people that have loved and cared for you for years versus these people who are just coming into your life and love bombing you, because maybe that's something that you're missing and it comes in many forms. So if somebody comes up to you and says they have a business opportunity, run the fucking opposite direction. If you choose, you're an adult, you're a consenting adult, you make your own decisions. Um, but if, it, but likewise, if a relationship is very love bombing at first, and it feels weird and wrong, even though it might feel good, you know, your intuition knows. And like Kelly said, call somebody if you're not sure, because somebody's going to set you straight, but it's up, it's up to you to make that decision. Unfortunately, we can't make you leave. And, and both of us know as domestic abuse survivors that nobody can make you leave. Unfortunately, we can get sucked into these relationships because we've been groomed into them. Same concept, you guys. That's what brings us all full circle is that these characteristics are very, very similar. And I'm very, very passionate about both of these topics. But more than anything, I really, really, Kelly, just am so grateful for you to come on here and really wanted you to be able to, you know, utilize this platform to share your story. But also, yeah, sneak peek. Kelly's coming out with a podcast, you guys. As soon as she does, we're going to link it. We're going to share it. We're going to blast it. You know, it's awesome. Everybody out there, if you guys have a podcast and you've been on this podcast, please let me know. I would be more than happy to share. I know you got the Cassia Allo show. You guys got to check her out. And then of course, other podcasts outside of this, like um, Roberta Blevins, Life After MLM. She's fantastic. Um, The MLM Kid on TikTok, the MLM Lemon. She's newer. She's dope. She talks about her story of Amway and LTD, but you guys, we don't gatekeep here. We want everybody to share their story and share it multiple times, as many times as you can do it. Yes. The other thing I wanted to add is um, in the abuse and everything that I have found or experienced, I should say, um, isolation, they love to isolate you. And it seems like they like they hype you up like you're so smart like you don't need those people those people are bad for you blah 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 like and they'll make it sound very positive um and also if they do want you to do research they're going to tell you that only check these websites or these resources for that research and every other thing that you find that is different from that they will discredit it in some way, shape, or form. Yes, absolutely. They will. And that goes for people too. You know, you can look people up and they've got some pretty, pretty fucked up stuff. I mean, uh, you'd be surprised you look somebody up and all of a sudden you find out they're a sex offender. Like it, it's like that. It really is like that. You don't know. Uh, Somebody told me recently, it was my dad. My dad told me this recently. He said, when you're out there looking for something, you need to be prepared for the worst and, and yep. to know how to, how to handle that. So, you know, if they're telling you like, oh, that's a lie or whatever, it's like, maybe consider, consider the sources. You know, if you're talking about a Reddit post, when it comes to a cult, you guys, those are so credible. I don't care if somebody's on there using the name, what did Matt or 
the club owner. What did he say? He called a sexy kitten 69 is somebody on, on Reddit, you know, giving you a fake name. It's because of a power dynamic. It's the same thing with an abuser. These people put themselves on a pedestal above you to scare you into not talking or Mm -hmm. they, they teach you that your voice doesn't matter until you have reached a level of, um, place, whether it's, it's in a domestic partnership that can happen too, where you're not allowed to speak on things until maybe your relationship has gotten longer or until they approve of it. Same thing with a cult. You're not allowed to speak until you reach a quote certain level until you're brainwashed enough, et cetera. Right. So your voice matters. And anybody who tries to tell you it does not is a huge, huge red flag. Yep. Because literally your voice does. And that is something that I am still healing from because that is what I grew up with. Your voice does not matter. Yeah. So absolutely. Well, thank you so much again, just for being here, for being my friend, for helping so much through my life, but also sharing to other people. Um, I needed to share Kelly's wisdom because you guys, she's helped me so much. I mean, we go back half a decade, maybe longer at this point. And, you know, the things that I've learned, it's from her from a lot of her experiences. She's very much that I went through it. So don't be dumb like me kind of a situation, (laughs) which has been awesome. Or two, one of the most things, like one of the things I'm really grateful for is that she's always met me where I was at. She's always been somebody who's like, I, because Kelly's older than me by a little bit. And if I was ever acting a fool, she's like, well, this is the age that you are. I would have done that at your age. Like, it's okay. But like, here's how we could do it differently. And I really needed that in those moments, especially. Um, so you guys hear her listen and like take her advice and, and really understand why she decided to share because, you know, it's not easy to share a story like this. So thank you again, Kelly, so much for coming here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was so much fun. I'm sad that, uh, you know, you're so far away now, but, uh, you know, (laughs) I know. And I wish everyone could see my pumpkins because they actually came out really well. They really did. We'll post a picture. We'll post a picture of the pumpkins and they'll get the reference later since this will probably be posted in like November, December time. Um, But we'll post a picture of the pumpkins. You guys will have that reference later on. Um, But do you have any final words for the people? Go heal out loud. Even if you think you are doing it wrong, literally heal out loud it will affect the people that it needs to and you will find your group of cheerleaders and supporters and friends that will help you heal because look at us hello hi (laughs) no yes it's it's awesome um i'm really excited once we get all of kelly's information for her podcast we will tell you guys where to follow her and to you know, continue her, you know, following her journey of healing and learning her sister's journey and them together as sisters. Cause you know, dynamics be different. Um, you learn something different every single time you hear a story, you can hear it five times and you're going to hear something different every time. Um, which I love that. If you guys want to be like Kelly, you guys want to share a story. If you guys want to, um, spread awareness about something, please DM me on Instagram at X's and T dot podcast. You guys can find me on TikTok as well at X's and T dot podcast. You guys can catch my podcast on Spotify and Apple, Apple podcast and everywhere that podcasts are heard. We will catch you guys in the next episode. <music>